I think the one I regret selling the most was uh, I think it was the Spanish. So it was it was an FR8. It's like a bolt action with it was chambered in 308, and it has uh, set me sights, or really really good sights. Oh, dude, I um, love this. That was a fun gun, and I bought it for I think 400. I sold it for a little bit more, but I wish I kept it. Even though I made a profit, that was a really good one. Yeah. I miss it. I love set me's. You can 3D print them now, eh? Can you? Yeah. <laughs> what? Hello? Yeah, like, I'm not sure. You, uh, look it up in fucking Foscat. If you get a set me parts kit, you can just 3D print the receiver and drop everything in. I'm changing my name from AK Peasants to, uh, Roller. Uh, roller delayed fucking. <laughs> Roller royalty. Roller royalty, there you go. <laughs> You're listening to the Art and More podcast with your hosts, Nathan and BR. Nathan is a Canadian illustrator with a couple years of military experience, and BR is a British anarchist that moved to the States. Both are passionate shooters and community builders. Together, they run the Seaburn Art page. Enjoy the show. Uh, no, what no, did you I, get Taco Bell? Taco myself. This is the problem. Like, I have a big dog now, okay. like a chocolate lab. And she, she's massive, uh-huh. and, like, the, the whole thing about having a big dog, I, I grew up with, like, small, medium dogs. She can fucking drag me. She's dumb as shit, and I love her, but her hair gets everywhere. So I'm eating a taco right as we were about to record. I look down. I have no idea how it happened. The fucking thing is covered in dog hair, and I think I may just, like, revert to my, like, Asian stereotype and fucking eat her. It's it's very possible. Well, you gotta you gotta say what you said the second uh, guest joined the room. <laughs> like, wow, I, my taco is covered in hair. It's like, <laughs> that, I don't that, even know how it happened. <laughs> it's like that. That's just perfect right there. Um, but anyway, I'm not gonna yeah. wait until the ten minute mark to introduce our guest. So joining us today is the AK Peasant, or I guess that is there a few of you. Yeah, so there are about like ten of us that have all that have access to the uh, the social media accounts and everything. There's also so there's like a group side where we all train together, and then there's like a business side where it has to be kind of just like one or two people that really like pack orders, ship them out, and stuff to make sure we we don't miss anything. Um, but I kind of handle both those at the moment. Gotcha. Okay, so we're we're sitting down with. One of many, it's like <laughs> anonymous out here. Uh, Sully of AK Peasants. Um, so thank you for joining us, man. Usually it's me on there, me on here. And uh, I already said it earlier, but I've been listening to you guys for a little while and oh, really, really excited to talk to you. Thanks, uh, you Sully. know, kind of face to face, sort of say. I'm sorry I've never hopped on Minecraft with you. I don't even have Minecraft. I, I've never played that Minecraft. That surprises me so much. Really? I, it, me too. The first time I reached out, I was like, oh, man, he's definitely about that. <laughs> I, I have never owned or played, played Minecraft, but basically what? everyone does. Really? Well, what about Roblox? I never played that, but usually it's one or the other for most people. playing Roblox. Never even seen no, me, me neither. Me neither on that, actually. But yeah. that, that's like some broccoli hair shit. But, but yeah. Minecraft, sure. like, that's, that's been around for like a, way more than a decade at this point, and you've never touched it. I've never touched it. I've never even... Well, I, maybe I've seen someone playing Minecraft in person, but I never got into Minecraft. I was always into, like, dark story-based things. To that, I, I was only really into, like, single-player games that make me feel something, because it's the only way I really feel anything anymore. 
Okay. So I was big into Bioware, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, one and two. Yes. Yes. Mass Effect trilogy. Before yes, they got really big gay fan. and retarded. Yeah, I'm not sure about Andromeda. What's your opinion on that? I love the trilogy, I actually, but I bought Andromeda because it was on sale for like eleven dollars, and I simply have mm-hmm. not played it. Um, I, I want to because like Mass Effect has such a it's like core memory. Um, yes. See, I'm the reverse now. I've never played Mass Effect. Fuck you. No? <laughs> I have played. Are you saying you have played Minecraft? Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I. Bedrock and Java. I need games that make me feel like shit. Otherwise, I don't really. So you play through Bioshock and you just sacrifice like all of the little girls. Uh, actually, no. I think I think I did try and save them, but uh, Bioshock. Okay, is good. A... Thank God. <laughs> like uh, Cyberpunk, for instance, it's like uh, the moral conundrums you get where you do the right thing and you just find out like that you got betrayed by everyone and the one person you saved is dead in an alley because of your decisions. I like that bit. <laughs> Because I, I'm so like emotionally blown out on uh, all the media that exists these days. Do you usually do like the uh, an all all renegade run, or do you sort of just mix it up as you go? I've kind of mix it up. Try and like same with Skyrim, same with all of these games. I try and make the decisions that I would in real life, and yes. I, I like things that throw me for a curveball. It's like in in Mass Effect, it was really really good for the time. Uh, these days, I, I kind of don't want to play it again because I know a little more about how the narrative works. But like in Mass Effect, it, it was pretty obvious. It's like you do the the right thing and you're nice to people and it will reward you and pay dividends. I kind of like when games mm-hmm. don't do that. Um, <laughs> I kind of like when you like do the right thing and then people die anyways. Um <laughs> what's the what's the moral of that story you don't need to have a moral sometimes good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people and there's fuck all we can do about it oh my Uh, god (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how we got on this conversation (laughs) maybe i should Uh, play minecraft and just like bring myself (laughs) all right you know you remember conrad verner from mass effect right yes conrad verner right Yes. Yeah. All right. So, so you do, so you do shove the gun in his face every time, right? Yes. Yes. No. Fuck that. Perfect. Guy. Okay. They're on the same page. <laughs> I also push the reporter every time. I tried to do the uh, like the perfect like good guy run before, and uh, every time I get to him, I just can't do it. He just gets to me, yeah. you know. Ninety-nine percent good is good enough in my book. You know, we can all have a day where we fail every now and then as a treat. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, you haven't played it in a while. Have you played the uh, Legendary Edition? I have not played the Legendary Edition, no. Oh, man. Does, it's does pretty it good. Like, I, I played them kind of, and this dates me a little bit, not too long after all of them came out. Like, uh, I, I got into them in the t- mid-2010s and, you know, got all the mm-hmm. DLCs and everything. Um, that that and Dragon Age, which I didn't get into as much because it, it was kind of like the, uh, the white girl with dyed hair game to play. Um... <laughs> I did play but, uh, those. They were they were all right. I, I personally like felt more connected to the characters of Mass Effect and everything. There was just something, even though there's way less dialogue and way less depth to it. It was just you know, yeah, it the, the characters like, more like were real well characters. Written. Yeah, and yeah. and it was kind of that. a a pioneer of the whole like branching storyline arc. 
Like the I I barely even remember what the fucking gameplay in Mass Effect was like. It was all about the characters, how they were written, and then their interactions. It was really ahead of its time. Like uh, that and yeah. Remember Alan Wake? I haven't played that. Yeah, I haven't either. I I read about it a lot weirdly, and I never played it. <laughs> I I think you'd like it. it. That that is like a good narrative. It's it's very. I won't I won't get into the weeds about it because no one else here has played it, and people. It's bad listening anyway, but it's fucking cool. <laughs> Everyone should check it out. Hmm. Well, anyway, on a very related note, um, <laughs> AK Peasants, you guys have been, uh, have you been around since the uh, start of AKP? Yes. Yeah, it was It was me and Bart. We kind of put that, all, that whole thing together. Um, started back in May, I think, of 2017. So yeah, I was just, just scrolling back. I was like, I'm pretty sure you guys have been around longer than even like my account because I, I think I cropped up in late 2018, and then Seabone is definitely after that. So I was like, oh shit, these guys are like OG OG kind of uh, modern gun Instagram. Like, so w- what was that like starting out back then? Um, it was a whole lot of uh, just joking around in er- older video videos, older posts. Um, on the location tags, you know, we'll just like tag like Russia, Ukraine, just places all over the globe <laughs> and stuff, <laughs> just just for fun. Um, a lot of a lot of references to uh, what's that Chernobyl game uh, with Stalker. 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 Yes, a lot of references to that and everything, and then slowly it just sort of evolved, um, you know, with the rest of the all the gun culture stuff. Like, these days, most of the younger shooters, like, even 2020 was a while back for a lot of, like, the younger guys just getting into it now. So, like, three three years uh, PB, pre-boog for anyone. Oh, yeah, that, that's the moment I think, like culture shifted dramatically have we got onto the that in that this show i think so i think so oh i, I mean like on and off but i mean like so ak peasant i i have to regress way back before we get into that stuff but um was ak peasants from the from go kind of a rebellious brand or concept um that depends on which way you put it. The whole term, like AK peasant, that evolved from kind of like a, a somewhat of an insult or a joke about people that use AKs. It's like if you if you shoot AKs, you're just like a dirt farmer and a peasant, and you can't afford anything. Dude, the, uh, there's fortunately, a that's huge irony to that these days. Yeah. Get, uh, yes, that's what I was about to say. And then, yeah. unfortunately, here we are now, and we're like a good any AK sort of AK. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I grand think, or more. Ugh. Yeah, it's like a, a a decent like starter AK is a grand, and a decent starter AR is like four hundred and fifty. <laughs> yes, yeah, times have changed. Surplus has dried up, and then of course this year and last year, all the ammo and it, it's it's been getting really bad. Things are kind of bleak, in my opinion, for a lot of AK users. I think it's like a viable option still. Like they they can be quality guns. Um, but there's really not a lot of practical reason if you have a limited budget to buy an AK over an AR. Um, I mean, they're they're dope. Although I don't think you should. I don't. I think you should have both of them. Um, where it's where it's at right now. It's so weird because even like 
I, I got to the US like five years ago and I remember seeing like $600 AKs and it was like, yeah, cool. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll pick one up uh, when I have some fun money kicking around. And now it's like, oh, wow, man, you have an AK? That's Gucci as fuck. I, it could be like a, like a uh, Century Arms or a PSA and people are like, oh, wow, an AK, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah. do want one. I, I played with a... I, I've always wanted a Draco. I, I think like yes, me too. like a, a Draco, a Tech Nine. I, I want I want hood rat guns. I want something that I can point out my, the window of my Prius. And I'm not <laughs> for legal reasons. I'm not going to finish this train of thought. The, the shorter the Draco, the better. You know, you can get a micro. That's I have like dreams about turning a micro Draco into like an actual practical firearm. And like I have all sorts of ideas on what to do to it, um, putting one of those uh, either a 5.5 or 4.5 like folding trunnion on the back so it can have like an actual stock if that's possible. I'm not really sure. Um, maybe even putting oh, and uh, I want to make it like controversial, but you know, like you can't deny it's practical. And maybe it could have like a uh, a hydra mount because there's no actual space for any sort <laughs> of lights or. Or lasers on the uh, on the handguard itself, getting like an SLR rail just so you can have a grip right there. Um, just make just go kind of crazy with it and make it have this, like this futuristic look to it. Maybe like a uh, modern uh, urban splinter pattern all over it. A lot of lot of ideas there, and I've kind of like held that close that just that that idea closed because I was like I want to be the one to make it happen. But at this point, I just want to see somebody do it. You know. <laughs> I, Actually, just- just putting it out into the world, hoping someone's like, hmm, I got the cash for that. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> that somebody that actually makes sense, though. I mean, like, you wouldn't need a buffer system. 7.62x3 mm-hmm. suppresses really easily. It would be basically like 300 blackout AK platform. Exactly. Really yeah, good. Fit that shit in a tennis bag. I love that. I oh, love hell yeah. Yeah. And Hornady, like, just came out with some, like, super heavy duty. Uh, subs for 7.62 by 39 as well, and just like it could be a, just a, a killer gun, you know, pull that out of a gym bag or something, even like a, or a truck gun. Man, that'd be awesome. Dude, really we, cool. we are hitting my level of autism right now. I love that <laughs> shit. I love that shit so much. Like, like covert, deniable, sort of like doesn't th- that that tickles an itch for me. That makes me really want to do this build. <laughs> I mean, that's what I want a Draco for. Just, like, a nasty, short fucking gun. Like, the this is not a traditional fighting rifle. This is for, like, 30 meters and under. Like, you're in my house, and I'm going to make it a personal problem. Yes, or <laughs> I'm in someone else's house, and I'm going to make it a personal problem. <laughs> for, legal problem. <laughs> for legal reasons, this is nothing but rhetoric. But it, it, it is nothing but rhetoric. Um, I've always liked the uh, the aesthetic... Purely from like an aesthetic and like functional historical um, train of thought, like the the aesthetic of the murder gun, like the the <laughs> just like a, a suppressed Ruger Mark IV with a red dot on it, um, and like an IR laser, like uh, the shorty three hundred blackout with yeah the hydro mount and inside like a tennis bag, um, all just of that aggressive shit. as fuck, yeah. Just aggressive, and it's like, yeah, like this is home defense. Like, no, I know what this shit is for, and I, I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. 
Like, I just love that the cult the culture has again using the word so aggressively advanced from well, you know, it's a sporting rifle, it's for sporting purposes, to like, I'm gonna build something that looks like it was picked up at a crime scene. Because it's a yeah. Fuck it, you. It, it's like, <laughs> I think every man, like, deep down, and some women, have, have the dream of just, like, going into a bank and just being, like, just, like, put the money in the bank. Like, this is, this, uh... <laughs> Like get, get up floor, hands behind right. your head, you know, fingers interlacing, cross your ankles, you know, this is the bank's money, not yours. It is all insured. You won't lose a dime. <laughs> all of us wanna wanna just say that kind of shit at least once, just for the LARP. Oh god. I saw a uh there were I think there were screen captures I saw locally in, in Little Rock of somebody going into a bank with a uh with an underfolder prank. Uh, and and just robbing the place with it, and uh, however, like if you if you're familiar with those at all, like it was a Yugo style AK, you know, underfolder, SBR, and it was some hoodlum out there with one of those things, and those are like super rare, uncommon, and I was like, there's no way that thing is real. There's no way. I don't I don't know if I ever found a confirmation of that, but it had to be in it. Had to be an airsoft gun. There's nobody out there, right? With just like this super rare AK. That would, that would be exactly where it ends up, though. It, it ends up involved in some high-level crime, and then it ends up in an evidence locker, and then some dipshit who doesn't really appreciate it for what it is ends up taking it from said evidence locker, and that's that's where it ends up. Oh, man. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Goes down to Mexico and makes it way back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, please. Oh, it, it's, it's the same thing when you see, uh, like, um, either crime guns in New York or, like, uh, what what is it? I don't even know the fucking term for it because they disgust me so much. Uh, gun buybacks. There you go. Like when you oh, see people yeah. selling like like crazy rare stuff, and like, okay, yep, we're gonna cut all of these up, and you'll you'll see some like, you know, like, like an eighteen eighty seven trench gun or something like that, and they're like, yep, we're just gonna yeah. cut all of these up. Ah, yeah. no, please, I'll pay you whatever for that. Yeah, it's like a piece Buy of World War Two history, or yeah, it's like. It reminds me of uh, someone back in, in Canada that I allegedly knew a friend of a friend of, just like ha- had a like a three hundred three machine gun of some flavor that they found in their attic. What? Um, that yeah. Well, what was it? What was it? Was it? Was it? I I know. Should have been me. Tip of my three hundred three. Fuck, that's sick. Yeah. No, it was ancient, and uh, they they weren't a gun person. They had no idea what the hell to do with it. It was just like a. Mm. Oh, uh, Vickers. It's a Vickers. Uh, no, no. What was it? Yeah, yeah. Vickers. That's a three hundred three gun. Yeah. It was a. They found a fucking Vickers. Just in an attic, and you know, like rural Nova Scotia. You know, Grandpa probably brought something back, and you know, got handed down to the dad, and eventually went down to them. There's so much of that shit. Whenever I see them show up at buybacks, I want to kill myself. <laughs> Dude, can you that... like ambush people on the way to buybacks and just say, "Hey, I want to buy it for if it's selling for two for a hundred, you know, I'll give you two hundred. I'll give you literally double. Just give it to me, please." Yeah, I love that. Can they stop that? Can they stop you from doing that? I literally I don't think, I don't it think so. I imagine if you did that in New York, like you're probably going to okay, well. get arrested. Oh yeah, I mean New York. It, it, like in American states, not the. You know, whatever the fuck you want to call that, call me gobbledygook. Um, yeah, that's right. 
like I, I think Brandon and and Donut were doing that out in Texas recently. I did did like a video on uh buying back at a gun buyback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched it, but um so maybe I, maybe maybe I saw the thumbnail for that and like subconsciously it just like stuck in my mind. I don't know. That's a good idea though. I'm glad they did it. Yeah. See, the thing is, it would be it would just be you go you've got to see some real shit. Like anyone who's genuinely turning up to trade stuff in, like unless it's a rare case of someone who just has no fucking clue like yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be like poppy's old like you know just rod <laughs> you know what that makes me think of Re- remember what? uh br when you and i went to a gun show uh yep out in appalachia yeah that it just like reminds me i went to another one like two weeks ago and i i will go to like every gun show I it, like oh, yeah, yeah we uh we got Nathan hooked. I gave you the uh gateway drug, like taking you to your first gun show. I think it, it might have been my first gun show too, honestly. Yeah, no, it, it's they're addicting, and not for the reasons that you'd think. Um, I love people watching. I fucking love people watching. I love seeing this weird snippet of culture, and it's just like simultaneously uh, the like best and worst parts of gun culture and it's usually the worst and it's the oh, funny the worst. In the fucking world to me um th- there was oh my god I, w- I went to one in lewiston like a couple weeks ago and uh L- lewiston idaho not lewiston maine mm-hmm. where those people unfortunately got zeroed um <laughs> that, 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 was a, that was a mean way of putting it i apologize um <laughs> VR, I can see. <laughs> God, steroid. My God. Oh, God. Cyberpunk vernacular is making its way into my everyday. Um, I'm sorry, Chew. Uh, there you go. Yeah, but fuck. Um, and th- there was a guy selling, like, and I, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. Um, it was a plate carrier that covered probably to about your nipple level. Like it, it was like a peck carrier. It looked like a knockoff cry JPC, like laser cut, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, but it only went down to like your, yeah, like just enough to chase a little bit. Like the goes. Um, <laughs> and uh, he catches me looking at it and he comes over and he's like, yeah, you know, this is about as small as you want a plate, but it protects your vitals and so on. And, uh, like I'm under the impression that the like this guy just shoved a like steel target like a target hanger into a plate and was selling it. Um, so I I talked to him and I I just like pretend I know nothing and just try and have him sell me on this thing. Uh, he pulls it out. It wasn't a target. It was actually like an NIJ rated AR five hundred plate. Uh, sorry tested to nij standards not the same thing oh, yeah. i was and gonna say let's let's not do any uh miseducation we, no this, no, show, it, this it, show is only factual yeah it is 100 percent like a tax on retards um anyone who buys that <laughs> deserves the, uh, deserves the spawn the dick yeah. and neck yeah it, like, spa liner doesn't work but this didn't even have fucking spa liner on it it was just it was just, just a target a, thin sheet of yeah it was just a target with a sticker on the back saying that it wasn't a target and yeah and it was 255 dollars 
55 fucking dollars. Like, did it have any room for like an actual regular size soft armor? Because I've seen like, you know, like some some law enforcement vests have a little like trauma plate that's very small. You, it, It's just right in the center. Was it that kind of vest or was it just literally standalone? Standalone, I, I shit you not. Like the, the soft part of the vest, I thought he had just like Why? folded it and safety pinned it. So this little thing, it was made for this plate. And I'm not joking. The bottom of the vest probably stops around the bottom of your pecs. Like crazy. Like it's probably six rows of Molly from like the top near the top, you know, where it should be the top of your sternum to, (laughs) um, yeah, it's like, I want to say like your, your sixth or seventh intercostal space. That's where it ended. So that's what you're saying. So whenever I haven't gone to too many gun shows recently, because every time I go, um, they have anything cool it's super overpriced oh all the surplus is dried up yeah and half the shows here at least like like a quarter of it is maybe guns and then there's so much of it that's just like oh tasers you just hear tasers all not tasers stun guns in the background it's like dry food yeah goods and stuff uh jewels collectibles like flea market stuff that what it's like everywhere oh Oh, yeah one was like at least the ones up here are primarily guns but that's still not the reason i go i go to people watch because i'm judgmental um <laughs> you feel good you feel good just after seeing stuff like that oh just watching like 50 year old like post fud fuds looking at a bunch like really sitting there and nodding at some red anodized lowers like made out of pot metal and you're like ah oh, please please buy it for 200 bucks yeah <laughs> Oh, All dude, the uh, like cool the, the modern shitty... optics are sight marks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can buy a Gucci AR, which is just like all red industry, like strike industry parts and like a sight mark and like Amazon light and laser for the low, low price of $1,500. Yeah. And, uh, oh my God. I wanted to kill myself. But um, it, it's fun. It's It's fun. And I got two muffins from an old lady who really looked like she didn't want to be there for 50 cents each and that made it worth it there you go there you go yeah. there there was like i think there was one cool thing like someone had an amt hardballer for like 900 dollars. like the the hitman 1911 and um, a what the, you ever play hitman back in the day uh-huh. that that surprises no. me just just like old the guy with the barcode yeah the the bald guy bar oh ball, yeah yeah okay you know yeah, what that yeah. Is. He, he his uh, signature gun was like a long slide 1911 like an amt hardballer specifically and someone was selling one for like 900 bucks and which Ooh. is a, yeah i i am uh an artist otherwise i would have walked out with that thing and i would immediately <laughs> shave my head shave my head and buy a new suit <laughs> the the coolest thing i've handled is like a fucking tech nine or that, that Tech, I really want a Tech Nine, uh, especially after fondling the AWS shop Tech Nine. Same. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it would be obscene. Hell is my fetish. <laughs> you just want you, you could buy an eighteen ninety seven like I have, and you would turn it into a cyberpunk gun somehow. Oh dude, hundred <laughs> Actually, but you you would put like a fucking EOTech on it. <laughs> They look dope, dude. I used to have this like Marlin, eighteen nine, uh, something. 
No, it's a Marlin three point six. Okay. It's like this wood foot ass um, lever action that I bought at a pawn shop for two hundred and fifty bucks and like an old like Walmart guitar that I wasn't using. Uh, pawn shops are way better than gun shows for the record. Oh, like, yes. The, the guns have better that. stories, better history. Like they probably killed someone like less than five miles away. It's yeah. <laughs> and, and the usual guys. It depends where you go. They're not even really marked up that much. Like, uh, nope. I went to the pawn shop near me here, and um, I, they they just had like a plastic bag full of magazines of every kind of gun you can think of. And I, I looked at the guy and went like, "Hey, uh, how much for every Glock mag that you have? Like, if I buy every Glock mag in the store, how much do you charge me?" And they ended up charging me eight bucks each. And these mags were not used. Holy smokes! <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I love shit like that. Like, you're not going to find it at every pawn shop. You're not even going to find it at, at, at like, most. Um, but I always like looking, because you find shit like that. No, nah, it's always worth checking. Yeah. Or you, nice. you get stabbed, or you get, like, hepatitis C or something. But, you know, it, <laughs> it's it depends. What you're you never know what you're going to get. Life's yeah. box of chocolates, man. Yeah. <laughs> Old Dude, dice. I have no idea how we even got on this train <laughs> It, it's one it's one of those episodes man um yeah so i had talked right, about I, dog hair and now we're talking about pawn shop uh oh right right <laughs> uh, cyberpunk um so yeah i i took this thing in my first goal and like not to be the person who's like oh i did this before it was cool but like midwest industries handguard like 3d printed some stupid accessories um like a little vortex you know aim point knockoff red dot um an ir laser and a god i was it a surefire but like left the wood on it just because vibe and it was fun i i really liked it it, it was my little cyberpunk eater repeater and uh i miss it significantly from the space cowboy yes oh what happened well, did you sell it i i sold it for like 1700 bucks or something and i <laughs> i i i regret selling it yeah I, after the uh the big collapse of uh big marlin big remington um i it commanded a bit of a price and i didn't really ever use it anymore because uh 30 30 was fucking expensive at the time too so yeah I, I i sold it for significantly more than i bought it for but probably the amount that i put into it and uh i regret it because of the smiles it gave me Let's see i don't i i really don't think it's possible to sell a gun and not regret it yeah, especially one as fucking dope as that. Um, like the clearly, I wasn't the only person in the world that liked it because someone was willing to give me seventeen hundred dineros for it. But um, I, I think at, le at least two people in the world liked it, and I was one of them. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the guns I've sold, it hasn't been hasn't been a ton. I think the one I regret selling the most was uh, I think it was. The Spanish, so it was it was an FR8, so like a bolt action, with it was chambered in 308, and it has uh, set me sights, or really really good sights. Oh, dude, um, I love this. That was a fun gun, and I bought it for I think 400. And I sold it for a little bit more, but I wish I kept it, even though I made a profit. That was a really good one. Yeah, I miss it. I love set me's. You can 3D print them now, eh? Can you? Yeah. <laughs> what? Hello? Yeah, like, you, uh, look it up in fucking Foscat. If you get a set me parts kit, you can just 3D print the receiver and drop everything in. 
I'm changing my name from AK Peasants to uh, Roller. Uh, <laughs> roller delayed fucking. <laughs> roller royalty. Roller royalty, there you go. <laughs> That's the backup account for you. Right. <laughs> there we go. On, on the topic of that, um, why yeah. the adoration for the AK platform? Like, was Red Dawn on repeat in your household growing up? Or, like, what, what, <laughs> why, why the AK? Um, I, it was just like the the first really cool gun that I got my hands on. Something about it, it was just a Wasserton. My dad got one back in I don't know, almost twenty years ago for like three hundred, and that was such a cool gun. And he got a, a Bushmaster a couple of years later. Um, and it was all right, but there was just something about just like the sheet metal receiver and the the handguard wooden handguards and stuff. It was really cool. It was, I loved it a whole bunch, and I uh, took a bunch of classes with it because ammo was cheap. And then uh, I just decided this this is it right here. I finally got an AR too, um, but there's just something about the ruggedness and like durability, like just it was, it's a cool gun, you know. It was yeah. really cool, and all the ammo was cheap. Magazines were cheap. Um, simple, simple as. Simple, simple as. <laughs> love me, AK. Love me, love me, wife. <laughs> simple as. <laughs> Dude, I, I miss those days. Like, uh, obviously, like I, I uh, grew up in Canada, um, so we never really had the days of the cheap AK. But what we had were the days of the cheap Mosin and the cheap SKS. So yeah. I remember a BZ fifty eight, right? Sorry. You had the VZ58, right? Yeah, we had the VZ58. And Type 84? Is that what it was? The quasi, like, between an SKS-looking AK thing, longer barrel, Norinko. Does that sound familiar? Uh, type I gotta look it up. Maybe that's what it was, Type, type 81. It's kind of like an SKS-AK hybrid. Yeah, those are super Yeah, that's, that's what I've it was. in my life, and... Uh, I wish... The, like they they would they're dead reliable like everything Norinco like in terms of the rifles that they make for the military and then kind of trickle down to the Canadian civilian market were reliable somewhat they're <laughs> not made for creature comforts but um I, I remember my old Type ninety seven would eject brass into fucking orbit that thing was it actually looked like an AK in, inside like long stroke gas piston triangular bolt face like it, it was very it, it was basically like the Chinese bullpup service rifle, the the QBZ ninety five. Yeah, yeah. We're getting some real autism here. Um, no, no. I mean, it's it's something that like especially if like yeah, if you're an AK appreciator or like you know sort of com block appreciator, Canadians, you're closer than most. You get like an odd, unique firearm experience having access to all of this like actual commie shit. Yeah. But but like AKs were banned by name, but uh, instead we we were able to like you go to your local Canadian Tire, which is just a hardware store, and they sold SKSs fresh <laughs> out of the crate for 179 Canadian dollars, which was like 120 bucks these days, 130. Um, same with Mosins, like they were always on sale for 99 dollars. Um, Do you know Canadian why you guys have so much of that shit? Uh, we didn't have a you guys uh, Clinton era, I want to say got the i say you guys i guess i'm one of you guys now kind of um america had that uh import ban on com black rifles so you you stopped being able to get you know norenko and you know like yeah. the SKSs in the country are the ones that are already here 
the the Norinkos that are already in the country are the ones that were already here, whereas Canada still gets shipments. Uh, that hmm. being said, I think the global supply is still dwindling. So even in Canada, it's like you're paying 500 bucks for an SKS on a good day, but that's still hmm. 500 Canadian, which is like $20 in real money. <laughs> you say real money referring to the US dollar, which is also funny. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, realer money. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> Slightly more tangible. Not, not really, but you know, we assign a higher value to it. <laughs> so, uh, Sully, like, uh, how did you get into shooting originally? You said your dad um, was an AK guy, which is a step up above uh, what me and Nathan started with. I wouldn't say AK guy, but he he, he bought it at, at a gun show. In fact, um, just brought it home one day. He never <laughs> expressed interest in like them before, and he opened up that box, and I was like, that thing is amazing. And then. Um, <laughs> Back in like twenty, uh, I don't know, twenty ten, I think it was. Um, I always enjoyed like, always enjoyed shooting, um, but I went after like the some shotgun shooting and uh, different shooting merit badges and Boy Scouts and uh, started taking some pistol classes when a local hand handgun range opened up, and then I just started looking from the, from from there for. Uh, rifle classes locally and there were some basic carbine courses took those that was a whole lot of fun and i just took that gun with me every chance i every chance i got you know buy a thousand rounds for 180 bucks or something and just blast man you, you are like you, you are both educating and upsetting so many of the younger guys listening to this like what oh, the yeah. fuck? A thousand rounds for a hundred and eighty bucks in the before four times. <laughs> the before four yeah. times when you could buy just crates and crates of seven six two. They'd split a barrel of like rifle ammunition between three friends, and it, it wouldn't be like you know a major investment. <laughs> yeah, uh, but... I can't even like, oh man. I and I remember I I feel that way though when I hear about what times were like. Um, when Chinese imports were still allowed, and all the yeah. Norinco ammo, all the all the just cheap ammo coming out of China, yeah, I feel like I'm I feel like I missed out too. So it <laughs> yeah, all. No, it's, it's, I mean, if you really want to take it back, I mean, you know, it, it's been a while since you could walk into a hardware store and buy a full auto machine gun in this country. And my <laughs> God, I wish I was around back Ooh. then. Yeah, <laughs> I I really missed the fucking boat on that one. We all did. But, um, so, like, you, uh, were you just shooting the absolute hell out of that AK for, like, you know, a good few years then? Yes. Um, it probably needed its barrel changed out. I don't know how much of the ammo was corrosive. I never even <laughs> paid attention to that. I didn't clean it too much. There's, no, there, you know, there's such a poor finish on those things anyway, but I definitely yeah. wore it on <laughs> after all oh, that. Yeah. Then finally, like, I bought my own, though, back in, uh, 2016 and uh at that time you know i was a little ahead of the times with thinking that oh all this all this ammo is going to dry up 545 i'm not even going to bother with it because they're going to be import bans and stuff mm. and, uh, i went ahead oh, yeah. and bought I got an arsenal slr 106 which is a 556 like almost an ak 100 series um ak and i decked that thing out in 2016 in full zenit co furniture it was pretty cool 
Um, but then a few years went by and I was like, oh, like uh, 2020, 556 got expensive. And I was like, I was completely wrong and I sold it. <laughs> I switched over, <laughs> I switched over, to, over to 762 again, primarily. And then everything swapped again. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Just can't get it right. <laughs> That's uh, prepping in that with that mindset. Like it doesn't matter seemingly what you do. Like there will be yes, some both. other yeah. There, there'll be some other roadblock or some other issue that crops up. It's outpacing that stuff. You just have to you just have to diversify amongst your friends and hope someone got it right. <laughs> yeah. You just need to follow your rule and don't sell guns. That's yes. what I need to do. <laughs> yes. I, I am doing my damnedest. I mean, like, I, I picked up a, a new radiant lower off a of buddy, and the second he sold it to me, Good. he was like, oh, man, I kind of wish I still had that. I'm like, yeah, I... I bet. <laughs> I, I, I am never going to sell this. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, I, I will have strict rules in my will. Uh, whether it's legal or not for my grandchildren to keep their hands on that, so I feel that it's like every, every time I I do something firearm related, it's like I generally have the intention of keeping it for the rest of my life. Not not generally like something fun. I mean, like I, I don't judge people that that do. It's just like it's money out of the cool stuff I want to have for the rest of my life budget. Um, I then proceed to do basically everything that I can to destroy the value and resale <laughs> just like shitty rattle can soldering iron fucking uh, stipple jobs you know just make it as ugly as possible and there are, part of that's t too it's like hey I can never sell this I can never sell this no one will want this piece of shit it's mine and I love it spray Dude, paint I... every gun <laughs> <laughs> everything I do have to shamefully admit, I have not yet rattle canned my new lower. Like, my upper, um, my whole rifle was previously rattle canned, and then I got the new lower, and uh, it, it was, like, brand new. And I'm like, oh, it's radiant. I will rattle can this, but first, I want to, like, beat the finish off. Well, like, takes some doing. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, it... Kudos to them. But I'm starting to see a little bit of metal few scratches and i'm like okay it's coming we can we can rattle can it now well, you, you never it's want to come. sell it anyway so what's the point in not rattle nah nah you're right you're right yeah I, 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 I was being bougie you know for just a brief second burn the ships no no you gotta you gotta do it br here with a quick word from our newest sponsor of the show that made our first video podcast possible the great people over at attorneys for freedom Attorneys for Freedom are a real criminal defense law firm offering attorneys on retainer for legal representation in self-defense cases and are not some insurance company or provider. This means that Attorneys for Freedom are able to cover scenarios that are often denied coverage by other programs. Self-defense scenarios such as while in gun-free zones or sensitive areas, while under the influence or on medication, scenarios where you knew your attacker, and while using any weapon in self-defense, from a firearm to a household object or otherwise. Additionally, Attorneys for Freedom will not drop you from coverage nor will they ever ask you to pay them back. Even if you take a plea deal where you admit guilt to a criminal act, Attorneys for Freedom will not ask to recoup their fees. Attorneys for Freedom covers 100% of your attorney's fees in the event that you can reasonably argue that you are acting in self-defense, and now you're facing serious felony charges. The primary key to coverage is their ability to reasonably argue self-defense in court. 
Nathan and I have signed up already and you can too in no time at all. The National Self Protection Plan is available with a one-time sign-up fee of $100 and just $35 per month after that. Family plans and annual rates are also available. Signing up via the link in the show notes or via the CBNR Instagram bio link helps support the show with both your initial sign-up and every month you retain Attorneys for Freedom services. Get covered in all 50 states, support the show, and have peace of mind that should your worst day come, Attorneys for Freedom has your back. Thanks for listening, people. How's it going, lads and ladies? BR here with a quick word from the longest-running sponsor of the Art and War podcast, Advanced Warfighting Solutions. AWS have been making tough-as-hell gear for decades right here in the US in North Carolina. Nathan, myself, and thousands of others run that gear through the ringer and trust our lives to it, whether that's LARPing in the woods or dragging kit through war zones. AWS manufactures many great packs, pouches, plate carriers, and our personal favorite, the SMU Operator Belt. A set-and-forget gun belt that crushes in build quality, capability, and excellent feedback from its many users. We are tough on our gear here at Art and War, and the SMU takes that treatment in its stride. Though already at a sweet price point, you can knock $10 more off your SMU belt with the code ARTANDWAR10 at awsin.com. The code and link to the AWS website can be found in the show description. Thanks for listening, now let's get back to the show. Wait, wait, I, I've resumed recording now, say whatever the fuck you want. Oh, oh yeah, uh... Yeah, so BR may be visiting up here sometime, and uh, we we may go to uh, Montana, which is fairly close, and recreate Far Cry Five. <laughs> oh, I, I'll go there and I just will not come back. No, no, we're going to start a cult. Still, we've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, I think we get Lucas because he he does look like one of the the Seed Brothers. Well, he, he will be the face of the cult. He has to be. Yes. Yes. He's, and, a, he's a dead sexy Irishman with like the he, he's just got the cult leader aesthetic. Yeah, he does. He <laughs> he literally owns yellow aviators. I was like, gonna say like, he's got the yellow glasses. Like yeah. just, uh, perfect. He's like right. a cool Aid. Power of yes. I'll just be the operations side of it. Be like whispering in his ear what what he uh, what he needs to tell his his many uh, his many brides. You're you're the uh, I forgot his name. You're you're the uh, the call the herd guy. That's who you are. The the sister that does a lot of drugs. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be hippie Dick Cheney. Just... Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means. I love Far Cry. I love the entire Far Cry series so much. What's your favorite? Um, probably five actually. Like, uh, I, I grew up on, like, OG Far Cry 2 and the shitty one that was for the Wii. Tickle. Like, I, I, I kind of liked all of them. I have six, but haven't played it yet because, like, Far Cry 5 was such a good punctuation. Like, it was an exclamation mark in the series. And I kind of don't want to go back. It, it, like, it, it was, it wrapped it up in such a good way. Um, but... It, it's been sitting I, I have a problem where like i don't actually have a lot of time to game so when i do it'll be just like a single player game that i will dump all of my time into usually when i get injured or or similar um <laughs> which happens yeah. not frequently um I, yeah i don't know what the fuck's up with you we need to wrap you in bubble wrap or, or take out like a life insurance policy on you i'm not sure which <laughs> in this case it's just like i have a big dog and uh i i'm missing a lot of skin now um but yeah um 
fuck what was i talking about again right i, I have a problem game. where like and I, i'm sure a, a lot of people listening will will probably be the same with steam sales and whatnot i'll see a game that i've really wanted for a long time that has like 100 hours of gameplay or whatever because it's, i don't know skyrim 2 or something i'll buy it on sale and then i'll never touch it and that's like half of my my library same far here. cry 6 is one of those oh you, you own it <laughs> Oh yes, yes, I, I do. I nice. I have Far Cry Six and like a lot of games that I'll just never touch. See, I, I own Far Cry Five, and while the concept and like the entire setting of it really interests me, I did the I like escaped from their camp or whatever right at the start, and that's as far as I've gone just because I got yeah. busy. And I was just telling uh, Sully like while we were paused, um, Red Dead Redemption. I've had that <sighs> for like four or five years, and if Arthur Morgan, he's just starting to get sick. If you oh, okay, you're in like ten percent of the game. If you do not finish <laughs> two, I will kill myself. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I will live on air in a call, oh and I'll God. make sure that you know it's your fault. <laughs> I'll finish. I guess I have to. You have to. This is it's not a life death. I have to edit this godforsaken oh, show, but. I bathroom door if you do not finish <laughs> it is such what? a good game. I'm, I'm, I, I'm going up I believe you side. if you want someone to do something you want immediately threaten suicide <laughs> um, that's not going to be today's dad advice uh... <laughs> it might be <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, he's just gonna repeat it now. God damn it. Nathan, you there? Nope. Rip. RIP to a real one. Pour out one for the homie. Um, all in all, we'll return after these technical difficulties. You know, I, uh, I always think about, like, Arkansas being a super rural kind of state and everything. Um, but I was looking at, I'm, I'm looking at like a map right now of all the cities and towns in Arkansas and there's like Idaho and it's just so much more like everything's just spread out. I can't even imagine what that'd be like. Oh, it's so yeah. nice. I love the West. <laughs> I've just, are you out there too? I, I was, I was out in Arizona. Um, and I okay. love the space out there. It's, you know, the opposite of England. Nathan just texted me and said, dog came in, knocked cables out, system meltdown, I'm restarting. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Arizona was, like, a real nice, like, I I dug the Wild West, spread out, you know, um, wide open spaces, public land thing, and now I'm uh, I'm out east these days, out in Appalachia, so. That... Oh, real nice. It's it, it's it's beautiful. It's it's lovely. I, I I gotta be near mountains one way or another, but there are way too many people out here. That's the uh, the yeah. only downside. Like, I think uh, I read somewhere sixty percent of the population of the U.S. lives kind of on the east coast or eastern region. It's like, yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> and then like even the places that are more sparsely populated, like everything's being centralized in like specific towns in those areas, like our Arkansas. Like we have, we have 75 counties and I uh, can't remember the exact stats. I'm like paraphrasing, but we got 75 counties and I think only 
like maybe five or six of those in the past several years have actually seen growth. All the rest are like depopulating. Mm. And that is so weird. You know, like it's just it's just so much land and like towns are like just collapsing and falling apart. The infrastructure of those areas is going down. Like it like it feels like some to an extent like we're just like reverting back you know we're going in the opposite direction that we should be and but then i'm thinking like who's like who's buying the the land and the lots and stuff that like, when, when we'll move away and i guess yeah. they're moving to like bigger cities like who's who's buying all these lots and town land Dude, and fucking stuff, big, like, big uh companies like blackrock yeah that's like <laughs> it, it's fucked because the properties are still yeah they're still owned but they're not owned by people even living there so they're just becoming like corporate ghost towns while all of the people moving away probably you know the kids of uh of the people who lived there previously are like oh well i want to go and do something you know like that requires being in a city i did i made the same mistake <laughs> in england I, I used to be a country boy and then uh never lived in a big city never lived in a town uh, always lived in small villages and then i for my career I, I wanted to be a graphic designer well guess what you gotta live in a city for that made the fatal mistake of centralizing my life and getting away from everything that i knew and enjoyed i mean fuck england but you know rural living all the same i could have moved somewhere rural yeah. in the u.s like nathan did um originally anyway and you know, continued doing what I did with more freedoms, but instead I moved somewhere that was centralized for kind of convenience and to adjust and have the ability to, you know, gr build up a resume and get life experience and all that shit. And like, <laughs> there's, I think that's a, a mistake a lot of young people make is that they, they're like, you know, it's all that Midwest emo like bullshit of, i gotta get out of this shithole town and move away True. to the city and you're like I, I gotta return to my beautiful little town <laughs> like yeah five, 500 people to 2,000 people is kind of the general size of uh i mean i say towns because i'm used to being over here but they're they're called villages in england you know you that you don't see that in the states it's always a town always city limits and it's like 400 people yeah and I really thought that I thought like smaller communities would would like continue to just thrive and even grow because I, I I figured like with so many people that like they have jobs that they can work remote you know like if they if you if you can work remote then can't you just kind of work anywhere and so if you can work anywhere why not have like a lot of land and get out there you know but yeah. Like, why isn't that happening? I'm not really trying to understand that. It's like, internet services, like, a lot of places, you can be almost anywhere in the state, and you can get really good service, surprisingly, sometimes, and I just don't get it. I mean, we are starting to see, like, like I, I guess it's uh, it's not happening to Arkansas, but you do see places like, like Appalachia is currently suffering from... Mm -hmm a lot of uh californians and new yorkers and that kind of thing uh moving out to the mountains and you know gentrifying the fuck out of it uh oh yeah you know like like they they come they're still working those remote jobs so they do have you know those california or new york salaries and you know they've and they're even doing the same thing outside of the country like in uh in mexico 
they've uh, they've stopped moving to Mexico City, um, and you know they bring those same salaries and just make it completely unaffordable for anyone down there. Um, so it's it is happening, but it's happening in like weird spots. Like it's not happening everywhere. Like West Virginia isn't you know it doesn't have the same appeal to those kind of people that um anywhere with like you know even a smaller metropolitan population it's like appealing enough to the the city people to be like oh this is a an escape from all of that and then it's you know that they're invading a a very quiet part of the country and making it just like where they came from yeah i just pull up after you said that i pull up a domestic migration map and there's like every single state around West Virginia, like you said, like it's it's seeing a lot of <laughs> influx, and it look it looks like it's coming from mostly a lot of it's from California, Texas, Florida. Yeah, but like no one wants to go to West Virginia, and and yeah, Arkansas too. Like all the other states <laughs> have way more growth around it. What was oh. wrong with Arkansas? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I mean, I'm. No, I have been to Arkansas. I've, I've only driven through it though. But what's uh, I mean, what's what's Arkansas kind of like? Like, what's the general? It's it's a red state, right? Um, yeah. It. I don't think it used to always be like. In, oh really? In the past, I think that's kind of changed in the past maybe thirty years. Uh, I'm not really basing that off of anything except just like my own <laughs> memory of things. Yeah. Um but yeah, right now, yeah, it's it's pretty red, uh, but it's mostly it's like a, it's a lot of trees, anywhere you go. Um, I guess maybe part of it has to be, it doesn't have amazing views. It doesn't have an ocean like I'm looking at them. Like it's not Texas or Louisiana. It doesn't have ocean. Doesn't have cool mountains like Washington. Um, there's a lot of state parks, but. I'm not sure how many people are interested in all those from from out of state. Um, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> I grew up here though, so I mean, I, I like it. I'm here. No, I mean that's that's kind of um, that's kind of a really nice thing to have is to love your home. Like I do, in a way, like where I come from, East Anglia. Out in out in England, like it's it's beautiful, it's quiet, it's quaint. Like you know, there's um, churches made of flint and ancient ruins from like you know the 1100s and stuff, like monk monasteries and stuff. But and then you know ancient Roman ruins and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's a very flat part of the country, and mountains have always cooled to me. And on top of that, it's it's Europe, it's fucking England. So, the lifestyle, unless you're living a very, very spicy lifestyle, is not going to be anything like you would experience, uh, you know, stateside. And, I mean, same thing for Nathan. Um, although, I mean, where he... Nova Scotia in Canada is a little bit more beautiful than... Uh, and a little bit more... Oh, um, yeah. A little bit more capability for adventure out there than uh, where I come from. And I just need wilderness, you know, like... and. Sure. England does not have that. <laughs> like camping, you're going to like basically uh, prepared uh, mowed lawn is where Brits go camping, unless it's like like a really rural campsite, and it's you, like you just don't get the same kind. Of, you you can't just go up a fucking mountain 
on like public land like you can in the states. But. Yeah. Do you like? Do you live out just out in the middle of nowhere right now, or are you like in one of those towns and stuff, and you just like want to be able to like easily accessible uh, land? I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the outskirts of a much smaller town than I used to be in, um, oh. in Arizona out here, but uh, this is kind of like a stepping stone to finally getting to that homestead, you know, setup kind of thing that I've been pursuing the last yeah. few years. So it's uh, it's attainable. I'm currently, you know, like I'll go and help out friends who have homesteads and spend time on theirs and kind of see what, what they're doing with their property out here and get an idea of what's up. It's Nathan Bay. How far is the closest Taco Bell? Actually, surprisingly, it's like, it's exactly six minutes away. It's weird that I- Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. What the heck? Dude, dude, I've been in the country five years, and I've been visiting the the US a lot longer than that, and I still, to this day, have never had Taco Bell, aside from the alcoholic slushies on the Vegas Strip. Dude, what? Alcoholic well, dude, consider this. I, I moved to Arizona. Why the fuck would I get fake Mexican food? Okay. All right. I, I guess. Fine. I don't know. It's like, I'm in rural Idaho, so the, the Hispanic population of this town is like two. And I know both okay. of them. The, the, only, the only Mexican is a snow Mexican, and that is you. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, my... my uh, my my gym buddy is is actually a uh, Mexican. We're just horrifically racist to each other all of the time, and I love it. Um, but he he's like the third Hispanic person that I've ever actually talked to, to any degree. So you um, you, th- you thought you were just making conversation? He's like, this is a racist motherfucker. I'm gonna get back at him, and now that's just kind of your thing. I I don't. Uh, every time that I I drive him the, to the gym, I've started putting on cholo music. Um, <laughs> The higher the sock, the down of the foo. <laughs> Dude, cholos are a whole fucking vibe. I, I, I feel like I don't know the conversation that I missed. I feel like it, it is more serious than than what I'm talking we, about. We yeah, went from like population yeah. migration to to yeah, cholo culture. Which yeah, <laughs> well, I've I've got like my best mate back in England. He is of like. German and something descent. We have no fucking clue who who his dad is, so fuck knows. But he is brown and like of no no one knows, including him, what fucking race he actually is. So like he was visiting me out in Arizona and people would just start speaking Spanish to him and he's like, uh sorry, I don't speak any uh Mexican. Like, I, I don't speak your your bean language. <laughs> I, I speak this bean language, not your bean language. I'm sorry, I don't speak taco. Uh, <laughs> how do we get into Hispanic racism? What are we doing? Um, taco Bell. You bring up Taco Bell and everything goes downhill from there. <laughs> Funnily enough, conversation just goes to shit when you bring up Mexican food. <laughs> We just like feeling Taco hungry. Bell I don't think about Taco Bell and the migration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were talking about white, like white population, like Californians and New Yorkers before. Move on to some hick. Or bean language. Some, some bean to bean language. I don't bean language. Bean language. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> See, that is one thing. Like, everyone jokes about me loving beans. I'm like, yeah, I fucking do. Just not how my people prepare them. Like, t t take me t take me for some, uh, some like, pinto beans made up at a, uh, like, by a Mexican woman. Like, absolutely. All fucking day. Let's go. Oh, dude, uh, refried beans? Um, I, I only learned about them from that. What, what's his name? Uh, Tim Yeehaw McGraw. <laughs> he has a song about them. Um, yeah, they they slap. Dude, fucking eating like a cowboy. Like, not great if you have a woman, but otherwise, like, a move. Uh, dude, two lanes of freedom? Yep. Um, <laughs> trucker music. I love America. I, I can't get over how much I love America. Well, that's what we were, we were actually touching on that. Yeah, that's what we were getting into prior to Nathan's fucking Idaho... Like, uh, Starlink is on the other side of the planet right now, so Nathan has no internet. Um, yeah. But uh, we're getting into kind of the difference between um, coming from a place like Arkansas that you can kind of call home. Like, so you were saying that you, you love it there, right? Yeah. Um, I was out of state for a short while. Like, during my early childhood, we were out in uh, Denver, Colorado, and then we were out in Las Vegas for a little while. We made just a big circle all the way back here. So I, I can still call myself like an Arkansas native, lived most yeah. of my life here. And uh, I traveled here and there, um, but it's just a good state. And, and to an extent, I do like that it it is kind of forgotten by a lot of people. You know? Yeah, that's, that's kind of, honestly, like, maybe we should just beep every time you say what state you're from, because people are going to get the wrong idea and be like, oh, i got to move to Arkansas, it's a sleeper state. Because there's a yeah. few like that, that are just kind of quietly, like, actually kind of the move. And then there's the ones that everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's the freedom state. And then you get a bunch of jackasses, like, who have more crueler SUVs or off-road vehicles. And, like, right. you know... The... Arkansas sucks. No one should ever move here. They're mosquitoes. It's <laughs> just, like, flat land, but with trees. <laughs> and and your, uh, your governor at the minute is um, Trump's, like, lazy-eyed uh, former press secretary, right? That's right. Miss yeah. uh, Huckabee uh, Sanders. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's pulling some moves that, at first, like, I thought were cool. Like, she... she uh. I think she made it where like there's some company that's technically it's like owned or is bought out by a Chinese firm, uh, Syngenta. And uh, she was like, oh, like this Chinese company can't own all this land here. And like on like on the surface, like that sounds sounded kind of cool at first. Um, but then I was like looking into it and all like that only if actually affects like Arkansas farmers that have work with that company. And their and their local places they have you know they they have a, lot, a bunch of employees here in Arkansas and it's only affecting them and uh, they're gonna lose their jobs now, um, but it sounds really good in the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, no, because I that's that's all I heard about it was the headline that you know oh they're banning overseas yeah you know, fucking the CCP buying up American land. Tickle. Like, uh, yeah, you know fuck authoritarians of any flavor. Absolutely, fuck that. And, and then <laughs> that's the deeper prospect of it. But... Tickled. Yeah, that's what mm. I've been hearing about recently. Like people are like, be, like losing their jobs now, and like, oh, that that doesn't sound as cool now. Yeah, <laughs> there's always it's a flip side there. All of it, it seems. Yeah, it takes the win out of it. It I really uh, depresses me seeing like who are the biggest landowners and what exact land that they own. It freaks the shit out of me. Oh, well, we were just talking about like uh, BlackRock and all that kind of 
like as as younger people are moving out of their hometowns and just kind of you know there's not that demand big investors like that i mean since we became homeowners the amount of fucking mail we get about you know every fucking bank uh in the country sending us letters about acquiring our property oh well we can we can buy it up off you tomorrow it's like it's so fucking creepy how that that that's just like a factor now like they they will buy up every single affordable family home and turn it into like a half a million dollar property and completely unaffordable to a to the regular people in this country it's it's fucking weird okay but, so that maybe oh, looking up like top landowners in arkansas and of course it has number one as the federal government the next one down the second is uh wirehauser which it's like a they do a lot of paper and just uh, they have uh, they have sawmills and stuff it looks like so it's just a bunch of land with trees it sounds like I mean, number that, three there we go bill gates. bill gates oh fuck <laughs> i that that I'm one's like, the creepy rabbit. one that's such a rabbit hole uh well i'll, I'll just i'll just uh cut i'll cut that one off at the head and say we should just bill gates <laughs> uh, I, I also agree. we should, we should uh Bill Gates. I I think that Bill Gates should be. I feel like uh, he should oh be gosh. by a man with a gun. In, in, um, in no uncertain <laughs> terms, Bill Gates needs to. Have <laughs> fun <laughs> editing this. Behind. Yeah, well, you know, I I started it. It's fine. You know what? Also, the entire like, tickle and bleeps. And... I I think uh, everyone at BlackRock should be tickled. And uh, after we, you know, put them against a wall and uh, tickle them with a firing squad. Um, so the tickling is just kind of to send a message They're already tickled. Uh, have fun editing this. <laughs> oh my god! The playback like gonna be like, he's gonna be like, everyone should be tickled, like just like a high <laughs> voice tickled. And a firing squad should do the tickling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude! So, so, um, I and this is the walls. Of self, an unplanned uh, self plug um, for for uh, Br and I. Um, so the tickle that our your local politician tickle your local senator became such like a running joke. I did a bit of a design for it for uh, for PPTF for just kind of a meme, and uh, a very good uh, fellow. Uh, a husband and wife duo at so expressions they made it into shirts and i think we found a new distributor because these shirts fuck i like them they sent us for uh tickle your local politician and it's just well it, it's art that i did of a uh a fellow in kit chasing a pig with a feather and i i love that shit i <laughs> dude give it about I a year and it's going to explode that's gonna explode it, it, so much. You're gonna see like on the like list of thousands of ADL like hate hate speech kind of <laughs> like. Oh, a hundred. Hate groups have been using the term "tickle" to cover <laughs> up their true intentions. What this word actually means? <laughs> oh my god. Ah, uh, we keep it fun. We, we, we what, what was that like one? Oh, when they turned CNN into uh, the new term for for the boog, you remember yeah. that? The CNN yeah. boy is like, 
Uh, it was like 2021 or something, after it had become like a stupid vice thing, and it was like, oh, the boob boys are gonna, like, commit hate crimes across the country, blah blah blah. Um, then people started changing it to, uh, to CNN boys. CNN boys. Oh my <laughs> god. Dude, 2020 was such a fucking time. Like, 2019, 2020. It, it's weird that I look back on those days and be, and I miss them. I do. It was like, you, you never knew what was going to happen. Like, nowadays, it's just like, hey, X terrible thing is is happening right now. Yeah. You should be scared of this. Back then, it was kind of like, we don't know what's going to happen. At least like, it was funnier. It was, yeah. it was definitely funnier. <laughs> what was the... 20, 2020, wasn't that the year they drone struck the Iranian general? Uh, Salamani or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. Like the, it was just it was just kind of fun. Like every month there was like a new disaster. It was like, ooh, that one's gonna be World War Three for sure. Like, <laughs> no way we don't escalate like all the way with that one. And it's like, oh no, natural disaster now. And it was just like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like nowadays it's just every time something crazy happens, it's kind of a meme now. We've been if if we hadn't already been desensitized to absolute awful extents by like live leak and stuff. For our entire young adulthood. Nowadays, it's just like, like, the end of the world is a total meme all the time. <laughs> yeah. Is Lively, is that still around? Uh, I mean, if it is, it kind of got killed by Telegram, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I, like, no I kidding. Lively is still around. But yeah, you, you can get videos of just people dying every ranks. which way. Like, I, I remember when I was a kid. Instagram you had to... Reels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's the that's another thing. Like, I I I'll be on the shitter in the morning, and there'll be a new video of a guy being blown up by a grenade dropped by a drone on thermal, and I'm like, oh cool, <laughs> people fucking dying. I just wanted to look at some cool guns, but no, Instagram decided to recommend this to me. I'm like, sick. When I run onto the interstate and just they just go flying, <laughs> like oh, yeah. I, I fucking it's always. Dead. The comments on those are always like, you think he's alright? You know, someone will be like, oh yeah, he, he escaped with a minor injury. And you see the car just like, hit the ground, tumble like 12 times. You're like, no dude, oh, that guy's fucking dead. Yeah. I'm so glad the feed cut out right before something terrible could have happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> oh, fuck. Absolutely poisoned. Oh, dude. Everything is... Our, our brains are so poisoned god I, I remember before the internet like and I've, I've complained about this before everything in the show i've complained about before um old man nathan oh, old man nathan i remember i had to walk both ways uphill to get to school um <laughs> uh god before the internet got really gay and centralized and corporate like what? Where you had to go to sites to get your weird content, like E Bombs World. You fucking remember E Bombs World? Newgrounds? No, uh, I'm not that old. I've heard any I'm, of those. Oh my god, I'm old. I think it's this so conversation weird. dates me. Like pre. <laughs> like I, I used to get my uh, like death and bikini women, I guess. Uh, as as a twelve year old, uh, filtered to me through weird websites that my Iranian high school friend uh, told me between bites of pizza, um, and then we'd look look up videos of just like dudes getting murked in a school library, um, oh, like G watch videos from like 
some fucking a- Afghani peasant getting smoked by like an American teenager with whatever the early 2000s version of the GoPro is. And, and we'd be watching this at school and just like quickly turning it off when the librarian came in. Running um, at like 18 frames per second. Running at 18 frames per second, we had to wait like three minutes for it to buffer because YouTube didn't exist yet. Not, not that you could get death videos on YouTube. I'm sure at one point. But um, yeah, uh, I, I'm sure that that totally didn't fuck me up at all. Well, it's weird because like our parents' generations and even our grandparents' generations, like even though we think back to... Some people will have like much more conservative traditional grandparents, but a lot of us, you know, like your grandparents might have grown up in the 60s or some shit. And then your parents in, you know, maybe somewhere between the 70s and 90s, probably, depending on who's listening. But, like, there has been a really rapid, um, you know, degeneration of kind of values and shit over the last uh, couple generations to the point where all of us, because of that degradation, because we had no control over this, we were fucking children when this stuff was being syndicated online, like, actual murder videos and like the most horrific porn known to mind like shit they, they say like a like a psyop super weapon aimed at your brain when your brain was developing you know like nathan i don't know what the fuck's going on with you right now you ain't molested by a dog his, his dog is back trying to rip the wires out <laughs> did you put peanut butter on your dick right as i'm trying to talk about like moral decay i will be very disappointed no comment. Okay. Um, hey, people, get out. Of- I, in that case, I will neither confirm nor deny that has ever happened on the show before. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yes. Okay. Bye. He's just trying to get the dog to uh, to circumcise him. <laughs> um. Jesus Christ! What the hell am I talking about? No, I was trying to make a point about moral degeneracy, and then I just went moral like really. Yeah. I, yeah, I just went to that. Yeah. A dog biting your foreskin off. We're, get, we're, we're now we're now going to try and marry those two moments together. Um, uh, I hate oh, it. Oh, that, that was that was really bad phrasing. Anyway, anyway, what what I was trying to get at was like we had no control over what we were exposed to growing up. But our parents, like they kind of built the culture, or not our parents specifically, but our parents and their parents, and prior to that, everything had shifted to a point where those things being readily accessible and syndicated were like kind of on those generations and now i think there's been that's why there's been such a backlash is we're a very self-aware few generations because we have you know a world of knowledge in our pocket and we can see that that's probably not great (laughs) like you know everyone tells us like we're the most depressed generations and we have all these fucking problems and you know they've thrown just boxes and boxes of pills at us, and we're like, yeah, what, 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 what the fuck have we inherited? And it's kind of had this clap back effect where we're like, yeah, we don't want to carry this down to like an even further level of, of rot. Like, we want to do something different. And it's, it's kind of interesting how that is from the top down. Like, you see it manifesting in all sorts of ways. Um, you know, a lot of the time, not the not the best way with uh, kind of moral superiority and cancel culture and all that kind of shit. But like, I think people who think on a more individual level kind of take um, 
but like gun owners and stuff like that people who are more who want to be left alone they've realized they need to be the ones to make the change i don't know how the fuck we got into this we were talking about like taco I, bell and what's up no, on we were talking about taco bell and how there's and racism and and, and now and I'm, now i'm on a soapbox you're okay. That 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 is literally this show. This happens probably like three times an episode. One of us will do this. That it, it, it's something that just keeps on coming up. As I like, I am a pretty open-minded person, but like personally, just my personal life, I live a little bit more conservatively. A little not traditional, traditional. I'm not religious or anything, but I'm I'm a little bit more you know old school in a lot of ways. And then I just see kind of, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm getting towards the age where I'm going to be thinking about starting a family soon. And I'm like, mm-hmm. God, what do I need to do different to not be exposed the same way we were? And to not, like, have kids have to relearn the world the same way probably, you know, most of us have. Kind of like, you, yeah. you were raised with, like, just ready access to fucked up stuff. And you're like... That was not good for me, and I had to realize that instead of just know that. Yeah, you guys know what I'm saying. Like no matter what, I I agree with that. Yeah, kids are going to get their hands on stuff, and it fucking sucks. It it does. Oh, absolutely. Like I I was helicopter parented growing up. I was like one. Uh, like I've heard that one. Your your parent is always like over your shoulder, like oh okay, they're, okay. they're a helicopter. Like both my parents were uh, career, so they they weren't home a ton. But like we had one computer in the kitchen, wasn't really free reign on the internet. But like I still got my hands on all sorts of stuff that I shouldn't have. And I, I think it's important to teach your kids how to discern right from wrong and like oh, absolutely yeah morality. So so when they do come across these things, it's not shocking to them and they can navigate it. It's not just like oh this is taboo and it's wrong just because it's wrong. Therefore, like when they do eventually get their hands on it, and God knows, like this happened to me when I was a kid. Suddenly, it's like this cool taboo that you're suddenly fascinated in because you're not allowed to. Thankfully for for me, I think part of that was guns. I was not allowed. It. I grew up in a very anti-gun household, and fucking looking now. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, it's what it's why I always say prohibitions don't work. So exactly like what you're saying, like. It's weird to marry the one idea of, like, I would really prefer my kids to not, you know, to not get their hands on this. And obviously, like, duh. But at the same, th- at the same time, I'm, I'm shouting from the fucking rooftops and waving my black flag going, prohibitions do not work. They never yeah. work, blah, blah, blah. And it's like... Well, I, I think it's important to, like, be, be able to discern morality without being like, oh, well, I want, like, other men with guns to enforce this morality. Oh, yeah. Like I, I want dudes to like kick open someone's door because that like, they they did they believe it a certain way. Like no, no, uh, like I'm not going to send other dudes to do my dirty work. I'm going to kick their door open myself. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a joke. That is a joke. Um, that, that's very much so a, a joke. Um... <laughs> you are not kidding. Um, I'm, no, shock humor yeah, Michael, is Michael Michael Draco <laughs> like this is why I wanted this <laughs> no it's like getting other men to do stuff for me that's gay <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first kids government is gay <laughs> inherently 
You you're asking other dudes to do stuff for you. Ew. Later. <laughs> you're asking other dudes to do stuff for you so you can go fuck them later. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how we got in this train of, of thought, but uh Moral Decay due to Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. The core oh of God. the conversation. Here's something I actually wanted to get into. It's something that we've discussed a little bit before, but I saw um I saw you guys post it on your page it was kind of the uh the just never ending circle jerk of one offing people um based on what kind of training they're doing. Like whether it's, you know, getting out and doing bushcraft yeah. and kit or like flat range stuff, or working out, or doing regular prepping, there's always someone going, oh, that's fucking stupid to train, why are you doing this, look at him doing that, and it's like, oh, it, it's it's so exhausting, but like, you you guys must get an extra running AKs in the United States, surely, like, do people give you kind of extra shit for training with that stuff, or... Sure, yeah, some of it's direct, some of it's indirect. And a lot of people are, they're just joking, especially when it's, like, remarks made in person, you know? Yeah. And the internet's always, like, people are so much more, they say things more seriously. Or maybe I just, sometimes, like, you interpret that way because there's not, like, the inflection of voices and stuff and sort of difficult to communicate like that. Um, but that, that's definitely happened before. Um, a lot of remarks, like, it's a commie gun. You know, even they're all, even though they're like all made in Poland or someplace that that's like been fighting communism for forever, um, <laughs> a whole bunch of it. That's that's actually like an interesting topic. I see, and I see people um, on Instagram and Telegram, like they'll see a, uh, I guess kind of I don't know, a, a community leader or somebody who at least has a, just a big following, and they'll agree with like. 99% of every single statement they make on there and they know they're like about the same thing they're connected in that way but they find they, they it's like they just see one thing that they have an issue with one reason why like oh this person is not perfect and they just hold on to it and latch on to it like well, why it's so weird and it's I don't know I all it. I can come up with is maybe because they don't have anything better to do you know like you don't have more important things in your life. And so that becomes the important thing. It's all like they don't have the, I don't know, they, they just don't have the right perspective there, maybe. What do you what do you think about that? I completely agree. I, I think it's, it's, you know, people without hobbies, people without community, people who... People really... with spotless brass deflectors. Yeah. It, it, it's like... <laughs> true, true. The Dunning-Kruger effect is so real. And I, I think, like, there's there's another end to it where you just start to become... I've heard that like you're really before. good at something, but you become a dick again. Um, oh, like, is that that's the definition? <laughs> well, yeah. that was that was that's very brief. But uh, at, at the the same time, it's like you you know the the meme of the bell curve, like the midwit in the middle, um, with IQ yeah, yeah. one hundred always has the most dog shit takes. Uh, I, I think it's simultaneously a combination of that and people who need community and the easiest way to do it is it's addicting to be angry and when you're addicted to being angry you look for things to be angry about and a lot of those things don't have to make sense especially in and I, i'm going to be be kind of like gay and retarded and like put on my blue hair wig and my <laughs> fucking whatever 
like retard shit for a second um especially really like masculine hobbies like cars guns shit like that you you get some of the most dog shit takes and people who really feel like they've got something to prove because they crave the acceptance and uh to to be in the in group yeah in group with other men because they're gay <laughs> well it's it's such a weird thing because like in this space especially it's all about it's not about having like a nicer car or or it shouldn't be like that kind of same like with car dudes fair enough i think there's room for shit talking and that kind of thing to a degree like one-upping and kind of you know having your clicks it's you know it's kind of like recreational tribalism the same as you know sports ball of choices but like with gun and prepping and training kind of shit it's like well if you're doing this the whole idea is that we want to be like a stronger culture a stronger community and stronger individuals so that we can protect our families loved ones ourselves you know and and wider community and culture and stuff like that it's like okay so why the fuck are we eating each other alive if someone does something slightly different to you like you know fair enough in terms of like they, they eat their own if they don't have the same opinions they they eat their yeah. own. the right absolutely like, all eats their own it's it's his... everyone eats their own every community eats their own it's... oh absolutely but like, yeah, yeah. His, the the thing is if someone if someone's shoving like a whole cat tourniquet into a gunshot wound we should eat that person alive if it, someone it, yeah, I did look into where, where was that was that Ukraine it, it was that was Ukraine it was yeah. Right. Ukraine and it was shrapnel. It was like blown into them by a. What? Oh, really? That yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah, it makes more sense when you look at it. Like, like dude, I'm impaled by a tourniquet. What the fuck? Yeah. It, that oh. makes a lot more sense than, you know, someone thought it was a good idea to, to pack a wound with tur- uh, a tourniquet. No, apparently it was like, I don't know, a mine or something. Just. Wow. Like, lucky very 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 fucked okay well uh apologies to that conscript or ukrainian who who everyone's been memeing you know blown into their their thigh but um fuck that sucks that sucks (laughs) well if it it would have been a russian if it had uh zip ties on it so it must have been a ukrainian um but but no like like to, to to get back to it like you know people there is a time and place to eat people alive like if they're giving genuine information that is going to get people killed but i think mm-hmm. people take it to a point where it's like someone teaches a technique that is five years out of date and it's it's not going to get someone killed it might bring someone who you know their only prior training was like you know at best being a boy scout you know, yeah. like, or, or even, or even less than that. Um, they might not know. They might be a complete city boy who, who wants to. Uh, that's not me shitting on the Boy Scouts for the record. You mentioned them earlier. Um, yeah, I, I, was I, I regret, I regret not doing that or something like that now as a kid. But um, <clears throat> what was I gonna say? Uh, there's like people who grew up, you know, in a city who have come around to this kind of idea of culture and preparedness and stuff who are now kind of, you know, returning to that, uh, return with a V, uh, that old school kind of lifestyle, um, 
but they they have no idea where to fucking start because their dad you know their dad wasn't that guy didn't set them up with that kind of knowledge and so like uh i think i think it was dirty civilian they shared um someone daisy chaining paracord together and like recently mm -hmm. you know mike also showed that on his channel and someone's like oh you're copying Garantham? it's like dude this is excellent fucking knowledge yeah like dude i, I hate when people get get mad about like like the the gatekeeping of knowledge it's like yeah it's like proliferate this like obviously you know mike's about that shit he's not it's not copying fucking um yeah stuff that copying the anyone it's yeah yeah it, it, it's yeah. shit we should all know yeah <laughs> it's wild to me um and, and yeah like the the shit we got for the the small unit tactics guides and whatnot the the amount of people being like oh well like you shouldn't publish this because like th this is bad knowledge to get out there this this will get someone killed or on the other hand it, it's like well no one needs to know this or also the like oh you well you're just copying it's like no this stuff is all out there it's all out there it, it's been the the same and it you know changes marginally every decade or so but like everything that you want to know is on the internet already the difference is how accessible and on the surface it is <laughs> that's yeah. the thing that pisses me off people are getting like banned and like you know uh all, all the rest of it shadow ban stuff is stuff that you can find in a public library printed by our government <laughs> yeah but yeah the cat's out of the bag <laughs> yeah cat's out of the bag the inter internet has made that very much the case and uh i i love that we've had a couple guests on here that are really into the whole like do-it-yourself firearm world and it, it is really interesting to see that expand into like like drones thermal night vision mm -hmm. um remember that video that came out of ukraine i think i've brought this up in the show before it's uh like they they found a spetsnaz like a dead spetsnaz guy with a device in his helmet that if you beamed him with like an ir illuminator or whatnot it would give him a warning and say what direction the illuminator was i haven't like seen that Oh, dude, yeah, what look it heck? up. It's neat tech, but Foscad, um, ba basically, like, one of the larger communities of people who just, like, do DIY, like, the decentralization of, like, weapon technology, they had cloned it with, like, a 3D printer and some basic electronics and, like, a Raspberry Pi into a box small enough to fit on your helmet within 48 hours. <laughs> I love autism. It's a superpower. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. Uh, I wish I had it. I'm just a weird creative. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you oh, did. You oh did shit! Not pass the test. Sully, have you done the test? What test? I guess that's you a no. But test. <laughs> it again. The, the, uh, the autism test. No, no. Ah, we'll have to get. We'll have to send it to you after this show. Actually, we'll, we'll put it in the description too for anyone who hasn't done it yet. But um, yeah, it's uh. It gives you a score. Does it cap out at 200 or does it go beyond 200? It goes beyond 200 because my friend at Dead Air got 203. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, that might be the high score. Um, so effectively the way it, like, it asks you like I think 50 questions or something like that and you answer mm -hmm. them and then it gives you a score and apparently it's like somewhat reliable uh, on basically giving you a good idea of if you aren't autistic might be or 
probably fucking are. <laughs> and like, I think it's under 65, you're probably not. I got like a 62. And then uh, our camera guy got like a fucking... Our camera guy and Lucas both got like weirdly low scores. Weirdly like, low. Like, like Lucas like, got can't be right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I got a yeah, hundred. Like... My my last time I got a hundred and forty three, which tracks. This explains a lot. Um, it, it's very funny in like the Patreon Discord and stuff. Like people will talk about their scores, and it it averages pretty high. I want to say <laughs> that over a hundred. Oh yeah, like easily, I'd say the majority are probably one forty plus from uh, yeah. from the listenership that like interacts with us. Dude, remember the meet and greet, like the last the last one, and uh, <laughs> oh, no. sharing their numbers, and I think basically everyone was at least a hundred, except for you, loser. I know. I was like, I mean, everyone's everyone's conversating in public, pretty good considering the scores. So yeah, know, like round of applause to your parents. I, I feel like everyone, what was yours at? Uh, mine was sixty two, and like so, the cult they above sixty five or seventy, they they're like. You might be autistic, and then I, I don't know when it gets to like, yeah, probably. <laughs> like Nathan, do you remember what yours told you with 140 plus? My I've done it a couple times. My highest number ever was 155. My lowest was 143. You know, I I, I do it to see how much tism I have on any given day. <laughs> um, so I'm going to average it out to 150. Hmm. Did Did it say like you know you know how it says like um you might be or like like what did it say under that was it like you're probably autistic or what oh, it, it just had a picture of you know those like rainbow colored caps with the propellers on top it was like, <laughs> like... It, it, instead of text it just has like a giant colorful jigsaw puzzle <laughs> like ah oh, fuck <laughs> that's right well, one of my little uh, shooting hats and i keep it in my car with with like my range kit is just a hat that says please be patient i have autism <laughs> very often i'll forget to take it off before i go into places uh, <laughs> and they're speaking all slow to you i don't know what autism is but this guy's some kind of retard <laughs> uh Lu lucas uh, he bought me one of my favorite shirts that i own it's just uh the words retard station in the playstation font <laughs> i i left it in panda because i'm a fucking retard but uh <laughs> my sister's like hyper neolib like hates when i use you know oh you know ableist slurs so i've been using the hey this is my rad score i i, I have the r word passed now <laughs> I am become one of them. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, oh my god! Where the fuck did this conversation go? So, uh, welcome to the Schizocast games. <laughs> Man, this is it. Yeah, you accidentally made the cut. I want to. I want to take that. This has been one of my favorites in a little while. This is this is fun. This is this is fun. A lot of questions. Oh man, okay, this is this is gonna take a little while. Oh yeah, gonna... yeah, yeah. That's like, this is a later thing for me. Yeah, I was like, I'll send you the the thing after this show because it it takes a minute to go through. I was oh, like, yeah. dude, it's I quite the labor, the... but it's worth it. I was uh, disassociating in the frozen foods aisle of a grocery store, just like <laughs> <being with> <laughs> they're standing there, and I was with someone else. Uh, 
who was just waiting for me, which in retrospect is the most fucking autistic thing you can do. Um, like, like Nathan, everything okay? Like something happened? Yeah. I, just, you, you, are your parents you mean? okay? mean? I'm retarded. <laughs> oh my right? god. Um, oh gosh. Uh, you are imu- if you pass, you are immune to propaganda. <laughs> but also, if you score extremely low, I guess you're also immune to propaganda. Yes, it's the bell per- curve meme where if you score like four, yes. you're a midwit. You're, oh you're shit! Am I the midwit? <laughs> You've scored sixty. No, 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 not you. <laughs> <laughs> no, sixty-two. I. You are the crying I, I... story, Jack. <laughs> oh, no, fuck. Fuck! All right, I'll accept my fate. Yeah, I, th- I think Lucas is the like troglodyte, or I'm the troglodyte. <laughs> I can't remember. I one one of the sides is the guy wearing the robe, like the enlightened one. The other side has a really big forehead. Um, You'll be the enlightened one with a little spinner hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Um, yes. Well, shit, gang. Um, we're getting towards the end of our time, but uh, Sully, is there anything you wanna you wanna hit on before we we start wrapping up? Is there anything yes. AK Peasants is up to that you wanna share with the audience? Show yourself, show AKP. Show AKP. Uh, we're gonna be at Clash Bash. Really looking forward to it. Um, that's been fun every single year. I wasn't make a, wasn't able to make it one time. Um, and I've committed to like be there betrayer. every single time since then. Uh, betrayer. <laughs> Judas. And then where are you um, gonna spend those thirty pieces of silver? Oh my gosh. Shut the fuck up. Game. <laughs> I got I got my uh I got my tickets that year. Um but then apparently there was like there's a lot of demand for tickets and so I actually gave my ticket to one of the other AKP guys so they could make it. And so next time they can plan ahead and they can get them pre ordered. Um and it's definitely gonna be a big turnout this time. First year it was like two of us, then it was three I think this year we've got seven of us going, so we're gonna have a lot of fun. Trying to make up, make sure we all have like nice professional matching uniforms and everything. <laughs> really, just really just push that. It's all about the propaganda there. Oh, dude! Um, that's gonna be a if whole lot of fun. If you all show up in like matching FSB outfits, I will shit my pants. <laughs> okay, this year. That. I think I th- I'm thinking Ranger Green and uh, Desert Tiger Stripe. It seems that patterns in these days. That, that's badass. That'll be it drippy as fuck so like what actually before before we start heading now like what, what actually is clash bash is it like a multi-day like camp out and shoot kind of deal or yeah it's uh, out of all like all the ak shooting events it's definitely one of the more like festival kinds um it does have a competition but from what i've heard from all people that go to uh, like red october that this is definitely more laid back um they have a whole bunch of stands where people bring full autos they can shoot those um i've been wanting to shoot a pkm like every single year uh but it's either broken or one year they don't have it Aww. or another year like you gotta br- get you bring your own ammo and nobody was selling 54r that time Gosh. and i'm like oh just come on please one time um but it's definitely a whole lot of fun um and it's just a huge networking opportunity getting to meet people that like you you actually you, you see faces and usernames on instagram um, but getting to meet them in person, it's really fun. So that's, uh, this is the one out in Texas, right? Yeah, uh, they have it at 
the, I think it's like the ranch, Texas, close to Eagle Lake. Um, I think the people that host it are local to the area, like Clayco and them. Um, and the whole thing is just centered, centered around, obviously, like AKs, but also a lot of uh, Eastern Bloc types of weapons and stuff. So there's some variety there as well. Mm. So it, it's like April 13th and 14th, right? Yeah, it used to be. So like, I think the first year they planned it, um, it was going to be in in the spring. Uh, but because of some scheduling conflicts and stuff and other events happening that time of year, uh, they pushed it out to fall. Um, but like ever since then, um, it's been like fall. But this year they, they're bringing it back into the springtime. And I'm hoping it won't be quite as hot, but I haven't really been to Texas that time of year. So we're going to find out. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, for anyone who's in the area for Pew Peeps, uh, we talked about oh, that with Paige on the show time? before. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, so Pew Peeps oh, okay. is the 19th to the 21st of April. So if you're already in town for Kalash Bash, uh, you can really get uh, a whole lot of gun community shit in. So that's kind of cool. What is that one? Pew Peeps, maybe you can do Clash Bash also. Yeah, originally I thought it was going to be in Austin, but it looks like it's in San Antonio, Texas now. So, whole lot of shit going down in uh, in Texas in April, it, it looks like. As always. Uh, I, I don't know as always. places are from each other. They could be 10 minutes, they could be 10 hours. I don't know. Texas is big. <laughs> Texas True. is big. It looks big. relatively close, but again, this is Texas, and I, I holy shit, it, it takes... Dude, it's it like, takes oh, fucking, it takes like, what is it, 10 hours to drive across half of Texas. Jesus. Yeah. I love Texas. Yeah, like coming out of Arizona to go down to Childerberg, uh, just like in the hill country outside of Austin, it would be like fucking, it would be, would it be, no, it was a 14 hour drive. I think it took four hours to get to uh, El Paso and the rest was just all fucking Texas. It was from Arizona. It was ridiculous. But, um, yeah, like that drive. I love Childerberg, clearly, because holy shit, driving, like, you drive through New Mexico, which is the ugliest part of the Southwest. There's just nothing. Like, sorry, New Mexicans, but y- you know your desert <laughs> trash, and I know your desert trash, and it's cool. But, um, fuck, like, the ug- no wonder we dropped a nuke there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm talking about southern New Mexico. I don't know about northern New Mexico. It might get better. But anywho, um, yes. was Texas Alaska going to Texas at least scenic? Oh fuck, West Texas? No, there is nothing okay. out there. Um, actually, honestly, like I love hill country Texas. It's fucking uh-huh. gorgeous. But the rest of Texas. Oh dude, yeah. The, where Childerberg was was Hill Country, and it was fucking beautiful. That being said, Lone Star takes her in Texas, and they scare the fuck out of me. I, I do not like those. They can make it so you're allergic to meat. What? Oh gosh. Yeah, that that's the whole the their whole thing. Lone Star ticks can carry a alpha gal disease, and that makes Jesus. you allergic. To, I think specifically red meat or all meat. I don't know, but oh, it's red I, meat. I we got those about, in Arkansas too. Uh yeah, I hate. That. Oh man. I hate that. We didn't even get to go into like. Do you think that all that's like was put into the uh, into nature by people, and was that intentional? And with uh, Lyme Klaus disease Schwab. and all that, it was hmm. Schwab with the WEF, and we need to tickle him too. Uh, 
<laughs> Fuck it. Well, there you go. I hit the nail on the head, my friend. Uh, yeah. Klaus Schwab does indeed need to be tickled. Yes. Uh, <laughs> violently. Violently <laughs> um, tickled until he laughs very hard. Um, <laughs> well, before shit. we wrap up, uh, do we? Do you have any dad advice for us? Dad advice. Um, yes. You know, we're actually going to be having a kid uh, next year, so I've been thinking about oh, that. Shit. Some Hell yeah, congrats, one of the biggest things. Thank you. Yeah, that's huge. One of the uh, one of the things is just know what you believe in, and then act like you believe in it. You know, bridge yeah. that barrier between words and actions. That's a big part for me. Hell yeah. I like that. Right I like that a lot. My dad advice is uh, easiest is. way to get someone to uh, do something that you want is threaten suicide. You uh, <laughs> brought it back. <laughs> so uh, go play Red Dead Redemption 2 or I'll eat this fucking gun. I'm so close to the ending, I think. Don't cut that out. <laughs> Don't cut that out. Leave it in. <laughs> great, great. Now, now people are going to be holding me to like finishing Red Dead Redemption, which is like the most whatever. It's it's a it's fucking very long. Uh, it's very long. People are going to be holding me to a surrogate activity. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> Sorry, <Yes>. BR. Sur <laughs> surrogate. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sully. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, get you get you back on sometime. Maybe with some uh, some other AKP guys on. All for it. Nice meeting you yes. guys. Talking. Yes. Oh, yeah. AKP Likewise. schizocast. AKP schizocast. Let's <laughs> fucking do it. Not even close. Let's go. Hell yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, guys. And until next time. Okay, bye. There you go. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. We did, we've done it. 123 episodes.